It's time for the Bobby Bones Post Show. Here's your host, Bobby Bones. It would be really cool to see Garth Brooks at these Nashville Ryman shows he's doing. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. He's doing them, and they're going to be COVID compliant, so they're not going to be packed out. And it's at the Ryman. And it's like Garth, a lot, of, not a big, massive you know, big drums and flames. And it's basically going to be an acoustic show where he tells you stories about songs in his career. That's Let's cool. go. I saw him do this in Vegas. Is really one of the greatest shows I've ever seen. It was just him and a guitar. I don't know if this is going to be just him and a guitar, but it was just him and a guitar telling stories and also playing covers about songs that he loves and songs that inspired him. Ticket was a little steep at the time because yeah. <laughs> it was at the win, but it was worth it. Just loved it. And so Garth Brooks is doing two intimate shows at the Ryman. Man, that's also, like, that La Vegas show you went to, that was also a time when he hadn't been touring for years. He quit. He quit because he wanted thing, to be yeah. a dad. And then Steve Wynn would fly him back and forth. Crazy. And then he would just leave out in the morning, go do a show, and either fly back the next morning or fly back that night, yep. which is wild. And Garth, you never know, could show up at the Bluebird Cafe at any time, too. Like, that Bluebird's pretty cool if you can get in. It's tough to get in. You know, it was made wildly popular by the show Nashville. It's also cool for tourists even outside of that show, Nashville, because it's where songwriters go and play. Yeah. You know, I've played four or five times there, and, and it's there's, a, there's like 60 people in there. That's it. But you kind of never know. And there's not a surprise every single time, or there's not even a surprise probably once a week. But once a month, maybe somebody shows up pretty cool. Once, I had written some, some new stuff, and I was like, I need to practice this somewhere before I go. I was doing my stand-up tour. And they have so many big country artists that just pop into the Bluebird. That's what it's known for. And so I, I called the owner of the Bluebird, and I said, hey, a couple new songs. And I could practice them all day to myself, but you don't know where the laughs are going to come really until you play them in front of people. Same thing with a joke. You can write a joke, and you don't know it's good until you actually put it out in front of someone. And so I'd, I'd written these songs with a friend, and I was like, oh, I need to go practice them. called her. I said, hey, I'm going to come up. I said, can I slide in one of these slots on like a Wednesday or Thursday and just play a couple? And she's like, yeah, no problem. So I go and she's like, come to the back door because the front door, everyone's already sitting and they're already looking at the direction of, you know, the songwriter that's playing or the artist. Sometimes they're in a circle, sometimes they're on a stage. And that night they were on the front stage. And so she's like, come in the back and we got a couple, couple slots for you. I was like, great. So I go and I get my guitar and I drive over. It's like a seven minute drive over to the Bluebird. I park in the back. And I walk in and she's like, okay, you're going to go on in like 10 minutes. He'll, he'll introduce you. And I also know that the Bluebird is known for, at times, massive. Garth Brooks will come out. Um, you can name any big singer-songwriter. Maren Morris may show up. And everyone knows that, so they're kind of just on the edge of their seat anyway, going, this is really cool, and at any moment, somebody massive could come out. And I'm not thinking about this at all. I'm thinking, okay, I got to remember my punchlines and my jokes. got to remember, because I'm using this as a pra practicum for when I go out and play it in theaters. And so I hear the guy that's doing kind of the emceeing, announcing, setting up the acts. He goes, all right, Nashville, I know you've heard that sometimes we get the biggest stars coming by for surprises. And I'm like, oh, my God, I hope he's not talking about me. Mm -hmm. And he goes, everybody comes and they wonder what superstars coming out next here at the Bluebird. And I'm like, oh, please, 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 God. And I'm looking around. I'm like, is, is Willie here? Is there somebody? Is Al Dean standing by? Like, please don't be doing this build up for me because... They're about to be sorely disappointed. 
And he's like, you would know him from so many things. He is the king. And he says, like, king of country music. And what he means to say is, like, <laughs> right? And so people are now thinking it's George Strait. And he goes, I mean, I swear to, I swear to you, it was like 45 seconds long of this buildup. And I think it would have been cool for people because it was a surprise had they just been like, oh, by, by the way, surprise to do some new material. Bobby Bones is here. And I know that he was really putting in the work for me. Like, I think his intentions were as pure as could be. But people were just hyped. Like, they thought Carrie Underwood was coming out. Mm. And they're like, he's like, oh, prepare yourself. Here he is. Bobby Bones. And I heard the crowd go, oh. Wow. <laughs> That sucks. They started Google you. Yeah. They were like, I think half of them had to. Half of them had to Google. A fourth of them was happy. Another fourth were disappointed. <laughs> and so it was really, for me to be able to be able to make that call to go up and do that is super convenient and amazing that I can just go, hey, I'd like to come play a couple songs as the Bluebird. And for them to feel like, hey, they're really going to hype me up. Appreciated that. But the, I think I disappointed the audience more than I excited them in the end. Like the net gain was a loss. Yeah. Because it, it was really a built up, like, you're about to be in for a treat. I'm like, ooh, is it Dirks? <laughs> and to half the people, they're like, what? Wait, it, this guy does a countdown on the weekend. <laughs> like he, he sets up number 22, you know? So that was, that to me was, that was a humbling experience. But, to see Garth do that would be awesome. Oh, and to yeah. see Garth in the Ryman would be awesome. Yeah. Well, so, so did they end up laughing at your songs? Yeah, they did. I had to win them back. Some of them I had to win back over. Okay. And I did have to, I looked down and you mentioned Google. I did see a couple people with me on their phones. <laughs> just, maybe they were just double checking. Well, the great thing too about that on the other side of it is because I will go and I'll play the Opry and I'll either do stand up or Eddie and I'll go and do some Raging Idiot stuff. It just kind of depends on what season I'm in creative, creatively. And for people that are at the Opry and they don't know who I am at all, where it's a bit of a challenge at first, like I can appreciate that because they're not just like, here's the guy from the Bobby Bones show, the radio show, or here's the guy that mentors on American Idol for you know four minutes each episode. So I get to go out and be the comedian to some people. And that's a good thing too. because, And that's the hardest crowd to win. Of all the shows that I do, the Grand Ole Opry is the hardest show to do as a comedian because... They don't expect a comedian to come out. They didn't come to see a comedian. They mostly don't know who you are. And their ages are 6 to 80. Yeah. And so if I do any jokes about current events, third of the audience is completely lost. Another third, eh. And if you're only playing to the third that does care, it doesn't feel like anyone's laughing. So when you can win that audience, and now I've done it so many times. I think I've... As a comedian, I've done it 12 or 13 times, and Eddie and I have played it four or five times. When you win that audience, that's a good feeling because you know you kind of earn that. But it's a tough, it's a tough, tough audience. You throw yeah. in a Ronald Reagan joke or something in there, too? Uh, Gerald Ford knew what I was saying, right, guys? Huh? Uh, huh? Uh -huh. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, huh? <laughs> How about Nixon on laughing, huh? Remember that episode? Am I right? <laughs> hey, where's the beef? <laughs> Those are good commercials. <laughs> so, but yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's the deal. The Opry's about to have their five five thousandth episode Saturday episode. Wow, at cool. the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So, um, th that Garth show will be cool. I know I did a whole little thing there based on that, but that's what tr triggered in my mind. 
Uh, Eddie had to return the Hyundai Tucson back to me. I did. It was fun. I had it for about a week. Great, huh? I love it, man. Like, I, I drive a Jeep, and I love my Jeep, but sometimes... You know, like this past week, I get to enjoy like a quiet ride home. It's not like rattly canvas going around like the Jeep and like seat, uh, heated seats and stuff like that. Like cameras. I've never had a car with cameras in it. The Hyundai Tucson, when you hit the blinker, it shows you a camera on the side of the car. So you don't, it's, it shows your blind spot. So you don't run into someone when you're changing lanes. I need that. Shows you the whole, yeah. Shows you Amazing. The whole it's awesome. And I obviously drive it a lot. And so, so thank you for that. I was happy to get it back. But I was worried. I was like, is Eddie on the insurance? <laughs> yeah, I was. I was from when I did my walk from West Virginia down to Tennessee. Oh, yeah. There was a woman who didn't know she was sleeping feet away from a decomposing body. Oh, my. What? It was there six to eight weeks in an apartment next to her. Oh. Whoa. I bet that didn't smell good. Well, that was the, that's the question, right? Like, do you, when does it start to smell? You know? Imagine sleeping a few feet from a dead body. And that's what was happening. During quarantine, Reagan Bailey was living in a 250-square-foot apartment. During that time, she did notice a smell. And then over time, it continued to get worse. And then she started to get headaches. She notified the building manager. Bugs started to show up. But that didn't go anywhere. So she and her boyfriend got the cops involved on a wellness check for her neighbor. Oh, wow. Okay, so, I mean, the smell can begin anywhere from 24 to 72 hours. The cops went in. Opened the door. A thousand bugs came out. These are apartments that are right next to each other. Mm. And it was like instant puke fest, they said. And there was yeah. a, a decomposing body up there. Oh, Ugh. my. Uh, that's why I'm happy to be married. Why, why is that? Because she'll find you? No, because oh. I won't decompose okay. and die by lonely. That's what I mean. She'll, she'll, she'll find you. She'll find you. Before you, you do that. Yeah. No, like not dead. Sh- no, 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 no. I don't have to die being alone. More than she'll find my dead body. Oh. It's more about not dying alone. Oh. You're probably worried about that a lot, huh? Before you found her, yeah. But what do you, do you picture if you die, she dies? Well, here was the you? pressure. No, I don't think that. <laughs> you hold hands. The pressure for me was one of two things. One, I need to create, and just thinking about this situation, because I'll be like, dang, I'm probably gonna die alone, and I can have anybody by my by my side, no kids, no wife, nothing like that. That was a real fear. Or it was, I have to get so rich that I can just hire people to be with me when I die. Dang. Those were the two. But those are the only two options you have. It's like Elvis. Elvis had like a dude that just hung out with him. Otherwise, you if you're, I mean, think about it. It sucks for people that are old and don't have any money. Because mm-hmm. who's there? And that, and that make that's sad. And I say that in a sad way, but I would think that was going to be me. I was going to be old and broke and have no family. And then you're just, it sucks. And then you just die alone. And so that was constantly, a, not a fear, but it existed in my brain. Yeah. Oh, I have things like that that exist in my brain. Especially, like, I, my parents divorced, so they were, and by the time my dad was elderly, he was single again. And so I took care of my mom when she had cancer and my dad when he had cancer. So both, they're near their death. I was by their side. So, like, they had kids that could take care of them, right? If they didn't have us, I don't know what they would have done. So I was thinking, I have adopted kids, and they're great. I, but they're still new. So thoughts that I have is like, do they real? Are they really gonna feel bonded to me as their mom for life? To where when I'm, because the things I had to do for my parents were very difficult and very hard as a caregiver and taking care of them and a lot of things that I can't. It's that are a little traumatic, and I don't know that my kids. It's because I love my parents that way. But like, well, my that's a fear that I have is that I'm gonna get old and somehow I'm gonna be alone and I'm my kids are not gonna want to take care of me. You do have a husband, though. I say I don't. I don't know. Well, say you don't, right. But, I mean, I didn't even have a wife. 
Right. Like no, I, I know, I but I mean, your thoughts are valid. Naked through the woods. I, I understand having those thoughts for sure when you did, but even when you're married, like, I don't know, will I out of my husband? Will I, I, I don't know what that will look like, but a fear has been that I will not, my kids will be like, oh, we're not going to take care of you. Well, the way I fought that fear was I'm going to make a whole bunch of money. So I have to, I have maids, I have maids that take care of me mm-hmm. just so I'm not alone. Oh, yeah. Like, worst case scenario is if I have a bunch of money, I just have staff that take care of me. Yeah. And that's a pretty sucky feeling, yeah. but it's still better than the other where you're just alone and have nobody. Mm-hmm. So part of my motivation was when I die, I at least want to be able to pay for people to take care of me. But now I don't worry about, I don't worry about that. <laughs> I'm buried. But I was thinking about it the other night. Wow. I was like, that was just a constant thought with me. Like, eventually I'm going to get old. Mm-hmm. We all get old. We're all going to get old. We're all going to die. Hopefully we get old. We may not get yeah. old. We may die right. before then. And who's going to be there? I think it's cool that, you know— like we changed our kids' diapers and took care of them, and then their turn's coming. Like when we're about to die, huh? like yeah, you get to change my diaper. I don't the think way it's I that. Yours. I don't think it's that way. Like the huh? kids. Well, I personally, having been there, I think for parents, it's actually like the worst feeling. Like the, I think my dad, the latest example. I think that he was devastated by the fact that I would have to do that kind of thing. Oh, for him. like it hurt. Like he did not want me to have to do that. But, of course, I did it because I loved him, but he was, like, it was embarrassing See, for him. See, I, f- I feel like we sacrifice so much for our kids, you know, <laughs> like diapers, and we buy all this stuff for them. We have shelter for them and everything. We feed them, and then it's our turn. Well, with when that we're logic, old. and I love it. Love the logic. Right. Yeah. But let me just impose a little bit of your own logic back on okay. you. Okay. You got to do that with your parents. Change their diapers. Yeah. I get it. And and when you do it, you're like, hey, you did this for me. Like, but you're, but, that, but That's what you're, I said. You're only thinking yeah. about your kids to you, but are you thinking about you to your parents? I'm telling you, I, I'm not going to want to, but hey, I'm, while I'm changing my mom's diaper, it's a weird thought, but while I'm changing my parents' diapers, I'm going to be like, hey, you did this for years for me, so I'm going to gladly do it for you. Right. Yes, we do that because we love them, but they might not be like, yes, finally, <laughs> you're changing mine because I changed yours. Yes. Because there's this yes. level of like, you don't want your kids to have to go through that. Yeah, I get it. Let's see. But yay, Here's fun a, topic. <laughs> I need to order lunch in a second, too. I'm going to just do it on. Order lunch? Oh, what are you getting? I don't know. I got to Uber Eats it. To here or to your house? To my house. Oh. Yeah. Because after we finish this, we got to shoot videos, and I can time it just right, where right when I'm getting home, food is getting there. Mm. And that's the best. Yeah. There have been times where I have pulled in behind the Uber Eats driver. That's cool. And I'm like, and he's like looking for somebody. I'm like, right here, here buddy. Here I am. Pulled in right behind you. That's a good one. And I'm hungry. We have workers working on the yard right now. We're extending the gate part of the yard where Eller can run around, because she will run out of the yard. She now will jump a fence. And she's become a really good dog, but we're extending that. And like, did I have I talked about the burrito yet? Mm, the burrito or the cigarettes? So. No, 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 no. Randomly, there. I don't know if someone like left their lunch in the garage or like where they're doing the work on the gate. But there was a burrito and peppers. And Stanley will get to. He gets to run around in the, in the garage and in the yard a little bit. And he found it and just started eating all the burrito and peppers. <laughs> Somebody's oh, no. lunch. And I think they left it behind. But I mean, we just kept waiting for him to explode. Mm-hmm. Because if he gets a bite of people food, he explodes. Mm. That fat sucker never exploded. We watched his poop for four days. Really? He ate a burrito and peppers and rocked it. Well, so what were the cigarettes? Yeah, what about the cigarettes? He smoked the, those? No, the second thing was Ella ate a pack of cigarettes that someone had left, like, working on the, the gate. Oh, no. Is she addicted she, to nicotine now? Them? And now she has a problem. She's yeah. wearing a patch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's dipping now. She's, like, got to get her fixed. <laughs> but uh, that's, what, that's what we're doing right now with those two dogs. Uh, let's see here. 
Uh, speaking of home and like things happening around the house, Mike D has some. Your neighbors have workers at their place. Yeah, they're building a new ho- uh, house next to mine. Oh, a whole new house. Whole new house. It was just an empty lot. And now there's a house being built. And now, and what's the situation? Well, the workers are there all day, so they have to go to the bathroom somewhere. And the other day, I just see the guy walking out towards the back, and they're peeing in the backyard of your house, <laughs> of our backyard. And every time I see them, then they go out there. Why would they not pee in the backyard of the house they're building? I don't know, because it's like a, it's kind of a joined together backyard. So just, and the part in my backyard, there's kind of like a, like bushes and stuff where you can go and kind of hide. But I could see you, You're right in the backyard. Did you go, buddy? Did you say anything? No. You should. Hey. Have they done it since? Yeah. They have. Mm-hmm. Interesting. They were. We were having our, our uh, barn redone, and. They brought in. There's an outhouse. They are uh, uh, yeah. porta potty. Porta potty. That's what they usually do when yeah. they yeah. do construction. Uh, that, that's surprising to me. They don't have a porta potty there. No. Yeah, they. Because mm-hmm. I had to I hire a porta potty to rent to leave at the house. Yeah. For like so did I. Five when months. I our garage was getting built, we ha- were required to have a porta potty. What's present. cool is when I walk my dog around the neighborhood and they're building a house or whatever. Like, and I got to pee. I just use the porta potty. No. Well. Why not? <laughs> I bet that's cleaner than doing it at a concert, and I've done right. that many times. And sometimes I'm on the other side of the hood. I'm not going to make it back to my house. Here's the disgusting thing about porta potties: everything. Secondly, <laughs> everything. I. It's almost and, and you. you ha, when you walk in, you almost have to look in the hole. You always look in the hole. See what's in there. It's disgusting. Why do you look in the hole? I don't, don't want to look know. in the hole. Amy, you don't look in there. Don't want to look in the hole because I pretty, don't. I don't want to either. I, hate I don't it. want to. So I, why would too. I? Exactly, but I do. We do every time. I'm like. I can't. What? Oh. It's awful. No, I'm like gagging right now thinking. Yeah. Do, you, about do you look it. in the hole, Mike? Yeah, you got to see how full it is. What? Do you look in the hole every time, Ray? I mean, yeah, that's how you know if like it's gonna splat. No, on no, 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 no. What you do is you take toilet paper and you wad up a ton of it and you put it down the hole so that all you see is the toilet paper it's like and a then deep drop. Yeah, that's a waste, Amy. No, no, Ray's right about the. Amy hates the environment. <laughs> no. It's a lot of toilet paper. I hate right porta potties. And I want to put the toilet paper there to protect as a barrier for when I'm peeing. Nothing like That's disgusting. flats up. Morgan, do you look in the hole? The porta potty hole? Mm-hmm. I've tried. I don't see anything. What do you mean you don't see anything? It's dark. Oh, you porta go at night. don't have light. That's why you drop toilet paper down there. Yeah, how do we even get on this? Oh, um, my story. I don't know. What are you doing? What are you doing about it? <laughs> I don't know what to do. Tell them to stop. Call them out. Know. Whistle Whatever. at them. I wouldn't. Yeah, that. Okay. If you see them doing it. Hey, guys. Hey, d- try not to pee in my backyard. They'll stop. Okay. okay. It'll just Ooh. take one one instance of you going, hey, guys, you can't. Or maybe they don't know it's your yard. Maybe they think it's part of that yard. Is that any chance that's true? No, nah, they can see it's next door yard. They're peeing on the side of his house. <laughs> okay. Now maybe. they're out to get Mike. They're peeing on the bricks <laughs> of his house. <laughs> What were we gonna say, Amy? Maybe I what? don't know. I'm trying to think of how he could do it. I just don't think I would have the guts to be able to say something, and maybe Mike does. But I'm like, how can you? Can you just leave some water bottles, empty water bottles, with a note and be like, here, be in these water bottles? What? Amy hates the environment. It's <laughs> <laughs> another one. Amy. No, empty jugs that they can urinate. Like, in. Can you not just buy a bunch of aerosol hairspray and just spray <laughs> no. it all over around? No, I'm just trying to think of a way to be like help them with a solution because mm-hmm. clearly they have to use the bathroom, and they're I don't want them to feel embarrassed. So I would leave some sort of a thing for them to pee into. Who won yesterday in Blank Slate? Morgan. Morgan. Did I? Yeah. I don't know. I was going to say, I, if yeah, nobody think, knows, I did. <laughs> I think Morgan won. Morgan. You want one more round, guys? Yes, please. All right, we'll do five cards. And you're the, yeah, I'm the person. card guy again? Yeah. After this, I'll let somebody else be the card guy. All right, so this, is, this game's called Blank Slate. I'll give you the blank. 
Let's see which <laughs> word matches. Blank seat. Mm. We would do this already. Interesting. Oh, we did yeah, that we one. did front we of did? back. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, now I, now I thought toilet seat just because. Here we go. Blank table. Blank table. I'm in. So they're, so what they're going to do is come up with their word for it. I'm going to go with. In. Hmm. Don't think so hard. First thing that comes to your head. Okay. <laughs> Got it. What do you have? Card. Table. Ooh, dinner table. Dinner table. Poker. I have Knights of the Round Table. What? what? Round table. Those t-shirts? They wear the shirts? I just have round table. Whatever. Oh. Okay. Don't whatever me. It's how I... You're trying to match me. No remember? points. Good job. I know, but who was going to say round table? Hey, since me and Morgan number two match, do we get points? No. Okay. In the in the original game, yes. No, not this game, though. Okay. <laughs> Morgan, shh. Yeah, the real <laughs> rules are different just for people listening. They're every... Anyway's fun. You can do what you want, I guess. All right. Blank control. Huh? Blank control. And the word I'm going to use? Have a... I'm in. 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 The word I'm going to use starts with a P. Really? You ever heard Prince? Oh, my gosh. Stop What? That. Prince. Parental? <laughs> no. Prince's control. song? Control. It's not. I oh. picked pest control. What? What do you have? Birth control. Oh, what do you have? Remote control. Morgan? Air control. Oh. Ray? Remote. Wow. Oh. I thought Bobby would go birth. How did you not get remote? Well, because I started thinking of that Prince song. <laughs> What did you say again? It's called... Uh, no, no, no. You're a real one. Pest control. Oh, pest. Okay. That's yeah. a good one, I guess. Blank hole. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Can we? What's Bobby going to say? Can we? <laughs> You're trying to match it with me. Blank hole. Well, now I can't think of anything else. Well, just say it. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> okay, fine. I got it. I got you, Bones. Ray? <laughs> I just didn't think we could say it, but so I put deep hole. What? What? <laughs> Deep hole. <laughs> what? Deep what is the hole? deep for? I don't know. But? Uh, no, just Morgan. a deep hole. But? Eddie? Butthole. Amy? Donut hole. The answer is butthole. Yeah! <laughs> oh, dang. Let's I, did, go. I thought you would be like, that's too obvious. No. I do whatever I... I'm not... You guys are trying to match what I'm thinking here. So what do we get? One point for that? Yeah. You two get one point. I know. Blank ache. Deep. Everybody in? <laughs> yeah, I'm in. Ray? Head. Morgan? Back. Eddie? Head. Amy? Head. Heartache. Oh, my oh. gosh. Just being different. I'm not. That's what I thought. It's going to be a heartache tonight. <laughs> See? Blank power. Last one. If there's a tiebreaker, we'll go to it. Blank power. Come on, Bones. Blank power. Come on, I can't Bones. Think of one here. Hold on. We can do this. Okay, I'm in. Blank power. Ready in? in. No in. Amy's struggling to write anything. I'm. What'd you write down? Electrical. Decent answer. Power. Wrong. Ray. Well, not uh, wrong. No wrong. Higher power. Oh, good Ooh, one. Ooh, good, good, good one. Good, good, good one. Wrong. Morgan. Super. Power. Ooh, good Eddie? one. That's good. Turtle power. <laughs> Come on, bones. Come on, we got it. For the win, I put horsepower. Uh. Mm. So Eddie and Morgan are a tiebreaker again. Okay. Okay, here we go, guys. Blank tag. Blank tag. 
All right, dude. We got this. Morgan for the win to keep your winning streak going. Shirt tag. Eddie? Laser tag. I put freeze tag. <laughs> Gosh. Laser was a good one. Thank you. Spot blank. All right, Buns, we got this. Spot. Why do you keep saying that? Spot blank. He, I don't know. He's convincing me of something. I've already written my answer down. Spot blank. Okay. Morgan? Clean. Spot clean? I don't know. <laughs> I thought that. I thought that. Eddie? Really? On. Spot on. I have spot on. Yeah! <laughs> yes! Nice. Hey, Amy, we, or whomever, Amy, Morgan, whoever, oh will you explain the rules of the board game while I look grab some food here? Yeah, so what you want to do is actually you don't want to match with a bunch of people. You want to match with just one person. Because you don't want it to be the obvious, and you're going to get more points if you just match with one person. You you want that match. If you match with nobody, no points. But, like, if Morgan and I guess the same thing, that is great. But if yeah, Morgan and points. Eddie and I guess the same thing, we don't get as many points. Yeah, because one point. Then you get one yes. point. Mm-hmm. So it works like that. You still get points if you match. Yes, you but you just don't get as many. Person. What are you doing on your phone? You Venmoing? He's ordering food. Oh, Venmoing? You didn't win money for me just oh, now? Oh, no, no money on that game? No. Oh. Um, what would I like for lunch today, guys? And the game is called Blink Sleep. Thai food. Mm, not for lunch. Really? What? What? That's only dinner or what? Thai food's more of a dinner thing. Really? Yeah. Okay. Arby's um, shows up. Ooh. No. Do you want a salad? Chopped. There's a, we went to Chopped the other so night. So good. It's pretty good. It's yeah. Right. Ma- yeah, maybe mine. It was pretty good. I, I've had much better nights at Chopped. But Did we, you get the Mexican tinga? Or tinga Mexican? Can't or? you just make that... I don't know what that is. Like, can't you make it's that a, at home? It's a bowl. Well, can't you make all the stuff at home if you just get the right salad's groceries? easy, dude. No, chop, chop, it's chop. like a, a chicken, black beans, tortilla chips. So you do all that at corn. home. And okay, mix you have it to up. go to the store and get every single ingredient. Yeah. Or you can go to the restaurant. Eddie, you don't eat out. Not for a salad. Maybe I'm gonna do this place called. He gets out for pizza. Chill spot. Give me pizza no, I deliver that. I'm gonna do. Okay. A buffalo chicken wrap. Nice. Um, From B Dubs. A healthier-ish place. Wingstop? No. <laughs> Zaxby's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't think of any more buns. What, what do I want for a side? Do I want a side salad or fresh cut fruit? Wing Street. Salad. <laughs> <laughs> no, Wing Street. Remote. Papa John's. No, it's called the Chill Spot. Oh. No, I see. I don't really want lettuce. I heard of that place. Frequently bought together. Nah, I don't care about that. Then I'm going to get some bubble tea. Morgan, do you drink bubble tea now? I do. My boyfriend got me into it. Pretty good, huh? It kind of tastes like you're drinking Dippin' Dots. Yeah. That sounds so good. So good. Okay, got this. What flavor do I want? Strawberry, blueberry, raspberry, Chocolate. watermelon. No. You want fruit. Strawberry. Let me get watermelon. Okay. <laughs> don't want extra boba. What? That's the chewy Boba stuff. fat? The little Those bubble. are the little balls. Mm-hmm. Excuse me? <laughs> and they, you go, they go through the straw. <laughs> Where do you guys eat? <laughs> they don't have that at Chili's. Boom. Oh. I used time. to get it at the mall when I was in... Boba? 40 minutes. Yeah, Boba, yeah. that's the little well, mall. In Austin. Oh, crap. Like, uh, there was a little kiosk. McDonald's, Chick-fil-A at the mall. Luca Pizza. No, they also had what? bubble tea or yeah. something. All right, I think I ordered it. Face ID. Boom. Done. Got my lunch. You seem far away from this address. That is correct because I'm ordering it to yes. home. Takes a second to load up. My order check, check. 
And it is confirming, and I have now ordered lunch. Yes. All right. <laughs> That's a wrap. All right. Um, all right, we're done. On that note, we'll end. Amy, what's happened on your podcast? Today's Wednesday? Well, yesterday you have that. Oh, yesterday, yeah, it's my fifth thing that goes up. And I think that we talked about, oh, um, tools for changing the narrative. Like sometimes if something happens to us, we have a filter or screen that we put it through. And my therapist friend Catherine was on just talking about how you can like change that story in your head so that it doesn't have to affect you depending on the filter. It's very therapy related, but we got a question about it. So that's what we address. And I think it's a great episode. On That's four things with Amy Brown. Yes. On uh, the Bobbycast this week, we brought in a guy and he was a part of the ranch with Keith Urban. He's now Keith Urban's band leader, but he was one of the three guys in the ranch. When That's how Keith Urban started in Nashville. Um, he then played with at the time, the Dixie Chicks, played with the Counting Crows. Really? Yeah, is now Keith Urban's band leader. Has written four number one songs. Like, he's really done a lot. He, it was a, for me, it was one of the most fun interviews I've done in a long time. What does he play in Keith's band? Bass and is the bu- musical leader. Okay. Yeah, Jerry Flowers. Mm. Kind of picture. Bald guy. Shave bald. Okay. But uh, it's great. It'll be out Friday. It's, for me, it was fun because I was like, wait, why don't the Counting Crows play their songs with the same melody? Like, oh, if I go to a concert, dang it, I want to hear it play. Uh, it was just funny to hear those stories. So, all right, you guys have a good day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye, everybody.